Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to this edition of Veterans Corner Radio, information for and about veterans. On today's Veterans Corner, Bill Hodges talks with United States Congressman Vern Buchanan from Florida's 16th Congressional District in Washington, D.C. Congressman Buchanan and Bill discuss the ever-increasing problem of training accidents claiming military lives. Congressman Buchanan's amendment requires the Department of Defense to examine emergency response capabilities and services available at all U.S. bases around the world. Bases will be required to address the potential benefits and practicality of having properly functioning medical helicopters and fully stocked military ambulances. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner. Remember, with every Veterans Corner, you want to have a pencil and paper ready, because there are going to be things in there that you're going to want to write down. My guest today is a very distinguished congressman. Congressman Vern Buchanan. Congressman, delighted to have you on Veterans Corner. Well, thanks, Bill, and thanks for all you do for the veterans. I know you're like me, fighting every day for their interest and and any benefits they've earned. Well, you know, I get your questionnaires that you put out on a regular basis, and I really like that. That's kind of neat to stay in touch. I think every Sunday you put one out. But you also have sent out a couple of other things, and one of the things that really tagged with me was the fact that you're looking at a bill in Congress or sponsoring one that will help to reduce the number of training accidents we're having. And maybe a little background on what the problem is. Well, let me just first say thank you for uh, getting back to us on our surveys. We do do them every Sunday. So any of your listeners would like to get on. It helps me make better decisions in Washington. I tell people, you know, I'm humbled to be a congressman, but at the end of the day, I'm a representative. And the more feedback I can get, the better I could do for them in Washington. And we have 88,000 veterans or over 80,000 veterans in this congressional district. Yeah, we had a young man we lost in Bradenton, a Pantapinto, 20-year-old in a training accident. In 2017, we had more young men uh, killed in training accidents than actually in, in combat. And so I didn't realize that number was that significant. So we're working closely with the family, the mother and the father, uh, to try to make, bring about some changes. It's too many. Uh, his kid, his, their young person had an accident. They didn't have the level of support they needed uh, and unfortunately bled out. And uh, so we're looking to make some changes. And I've talked with uh, the Republican leader in the House and the chairman in terms of Veterans Affairs uh, in the military, on the Senate side, and both of them agree that there's we've got to take a look at this and get more serious about making sure we're doing everything we can to help these young kids because it's devastating to the families and the communities when you lose a child. 
You know, you're absolutely right, whether it be in combat or otherwise. And I would like to make, I've been, since I knew I was going to do this with you, I also have been talking to veterans around our area and really across the country because I posted on a couple of veteran sites. Should combat injuries and training injuries be considered the same? And most of them feel the same way. Yes, you're putting your life on the line, whether you're in combat or whether you're in training. So that's one thing I'd like Congress to look at and think, well, you know, you've got a lot of flags, you're going off to war, but boy, that training is so important and it's the biggest part of it. Well, I think in combat, there's a lot of uncertainty. I went in the service when I was 18. I wasn't in combat, but uh, there's a lot of uncertainty that goes on. I'd like to think in training exercises, there's some of that as well. But if someone gets hurt, we could take care of them quickly. Oh, I agree totally there. I'm just saying if you die in combat or you die in training, that should be handled the same way. Yeah, well, I think you make a good point with that. But again, I just would want to emphasize, I don't like to see as many deaths in training. There's way too many. And it's something we've asked the military to look into and figure out a way we can work together in terms of making some changes to keep that to an absolute minimum. Things do happen. Uh, this was a young man in Korea, uh, in Korea at the time in a training exercise. But we checked out, we looked at it carefully and realized uh, he could have been spared if they would have had more capability there in the immediate area. And unfortunately, they didn't, and we lost him, but we've lost too many. And I'm looking to work with the family to bring about the change to make sure they get more support locally for these kids. I think that's a, an important factor, but as I re do my research, I'm finding other things. For instance, not as much training hours for pilots and airplanes, because the airplanes just aren't flying. There's a problem with our Hornet fleet, which is getting old, and many of them are hangar queens, and we need to give them more money to get these guys in the air and let them train, right? Yeah, well, we do provide, we have, since I've been there, providing more and more money so they can do the type of training they should. That's something I'll work with you on. We'll take a look at that and find out. I, I don't know exactly what uh, you're talking about in terms of the niche with the, with the jets and the pilot training, but usually we've got the best training in the world, and some of the best pilots in the world come out of our Air Force and Navy and everything else. So, but it'd be interesting to take a look at that and see. I didn't realize uh, that that's a big problem. Yeah, I was talking with a variety of people about it, including some Marine Corps people talk about the Hornet fleet and many of them being hangar queens. They just can't get them fixed in time to get them back on the flight line. And so the pilots don't get the flight time they need. Yeah, that, that's not acceptable. I, I was in the Air Force, the Air National Guard, and we had a base up in Michigan, Selfridge Air Force Base, and we, we were pretty good back then in making sure the planes were flying and all the technicians and mechanics were doing the right things because you got to make sure not only they get back out there, but they get back out there and they're properly flying. And many times accidents occur in these planes and jets where you'll have, you know, one thing doesn't get addressed and then two and three. So it ends up being three or four things that are they don't get to or don't address quickly enough. Uh, and then all of a sudden, one thing leads to another, and you're, you're in a bad situation. Yes, there was a C-130 accident that crashed in Georgia. And the father of the pilot said, you know, I saw that airplane two weeks before, and I said to my son, boy, that airplane looks old. He just yeah. was looking around it. And the pilot, 
son said, well, dad, it's the best we have. So are the military services giving you any reasons for these training accidents that you can actually put your hands on to make a change? Now, I think what we've asked is to do the studies. Uh, everybody has a little bit different opinion, but uh, you know we are doing a lot of these training exercises. But again, uh, this is an area that we're not probably providing enough support, but we've asked them to look into everything and make sure that we're not only properly trained, uh, also we've called for hearings uh, and, you know, we're going to either in the House or the Senate or both look at that and get the best ideas brought forward and figure out how we can make it uh, safer in the, in, in the near future. What do you think a bill would do? What is it that you hope to accomplish with the bill besides make it safer? Uh, just, uh, you know, have hearings, you know, get the input and then put a lot of those procedures in place to keep the young men uh, and women safe and safer. And I think when you've got four times as many people being killed in training accidents than in combat, it just doesn't sound right. And when I talk to you know, a lot of different people, including the chairman of the House and the Senate in terms of armed, armed services, they think it's something that's long overdue and something that needs to be looked at. Well, certainly every veterans group that I've talked to agrees wholeheartedly with you, Congressman. There needs to be something done. You know, Bill, I would just add to it is that we've got to make sure we've got adequate uh, medical facilities on the bases and where these places are taking place. And I can tell you that's something we have looked into and we're very concerned about. Uh, they, some have more capability than others, but they all, all need to have full capability, uh, especially when we're losing as many young people as we are. In 2016, I, I've been looking for newer numbers, but I haven't found them. In three training classes but the SEALs, we lost a man to training in each one of those three classes. Now, we have the best combat forces in the world. There, nobody would put up against us. But on the other hand, I guess the training has to be rigorous in order to get that kind of result. Yeah, it, it does. But again, uh, the medical facilities have been a concern. They've got to have that kind of capability because someone could bleed out. A lot of times minutes make a difference. You know, if someone has a heart attack, you know, here locally or any, any of the, in our region or in Hillsborough County, you, you know, it's a matter of minutes. You, it makes a difference between life and death, even more so there. And uh, so I know that that's been a concern right off, something we've looked at, and it comes to the surface pretty quickly that we don't, a lot of places we do have that capability, but other places it's lacking. Well, there has been a drawdown on most of the bases of medical facilities. Yeah, there has been, but that's got to change. And it's, it's just there's too many young people being killed uh, needlessly, I think, in these training exercises. But again, we've called for hearings. I'm looking for that to take place early next year. We want to get input about what's happening with a lot of these young people and how we can avoid you know, a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it. Is Congressman Bill Rockus working with you on this? Yeah, he's been great. Uh, we actually came into service together uh, and we work closely on it. And he's on the Veterans Committee and I was for many years as well. So we're very, uh, both of us very concerned about it. What else would you like to see with the military? Well, again, I think the, the biggest thing is to make sure uh, in terms of veterans that there's a lot of veterans in our area that have earned benefits, don't even know about it. And we want to make sure that every veteran that has the benefit Earned, our office takes the position we're going to fight for their interest and maybe 
I've had some veterans who'll say, well, I've earned the insurance, but I can get it at my place of employment. I don't need it. But then most veterans are concerned about their veterans benefits they've earned. And we want to make sure it gets to them because a lot of them, some, not a lot of them, some of them feel like uh, that it's been a struggle to get some of the benefits they've earned. But our office, we have someone completely dedicated just to veterans and veterans issues. And as I mentioned, we have a lot of retirees that come to Florida, especially this region. Uh, and they're very uh, concerned about making sure their veterans benefits transfer from the Northeast or the Midwest or wherever they're from. And if they've got something they've earned, we're going to do everything we can to fight to get it. And we've had pretty good success with it. I think we really have. Well, we have the 13th uh, largest veterans hospital here with Haley. And as soon as they get their hundred and some odd beds online that are being constructed, we'll be right up there in five or six. Yeah. And the and quality is just extremely high. Yeah. And I'm very excited not only about the hospital there in Tampa, but also in Hillsborough County, the new clinic. It's almost 60,000 square feet. I think it's 50,000 where they actually have a facility. That's something that we've all worked together. Thank you, Bill. I seen you out at ceremony as a, a guy right, right front I'm leading the MC it. for it. And that was so such a privilege to be there with you and with Joe Battle, the director. And we're going to get Joe back soon for those people that know he's gone. He's been detached by the VA, but he's coming back. So we'll have yeah. him soon. Yeah, I thought he was a good leader, but it's a world-class facility in Hillsborough County, Southern Hillsborough County, uh, long overdue, but I'm very excited it's in place and a lot more capability, especially for some of our senior veterans where they've got to maybe have a driver or someone take them up to St. Pete or Tampa for services. Some of that can be done now locally, which is I'm excited about. I want to thank both you and your staff, though. Mardi has been just absolutely outstanding. The well, lady has been absolutely great with me. Yeah, she's been great. And uh, obviously, she knows Hillsborough County very well. She's done an outstanding job, and uh, we're very proud of her. And, of course, Sally, you don't get through the gate unless you go through Sally, and she does a wonderful job. Yeah, Sally's here now. She's smiling, smiling. <laughs> <laughs> she does, though, seriously. And it's your office is very responsive. We've got about a minute. Are there one or two last comments you'd like to make? Again, I would just encourage anybody in Hillsborough County, if they haven't been to the new facility, they need to take advantage and go up and take a look at it. Uh, and then, as you mentioned, Marty, or our office, if they've got something they're struggling with, whether it's uh, many times we'll work with someone might be 80 or 90, they've lost their medals. We try to find a way to take care of them and, or any benefits that they had or they've earned. Uh, we'll fight. I, I, I like our chances to help them and make a difference in terms of uh, veterans' benefits. Well, Congressman, I appreciate your fight. I appreciate you're willing to communicate, and that's the most important thing. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today has been Congressman Vern Buchanan, and he is working very diligently to come up with a bill to help us reduce the training accidents that we have on our military bases. Thank you for being with us, Congressman. And thanks, Bill, for your leadership and all you're doing and your ability to get out there and communicate with the community because it makes a big difference, believe me. Well, I appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, you're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell yourself so often because you are, you know, and we'll talk to you again on Veterans Corner Radio. 
You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Here's a quick final thought. If you're enjoying these podcasts, why not take a minute to subscribe or mark Veterans Corner Radio as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be set to be among the first to find out when new podcasts are published. And thanks again for listening to Veterans Corner Radio.